Two races of the round of eight down, two of them to go. Could Larson pull off a four-peat or a three-peat or whatever? R.I.P. Ricky Hendrick. This one's for you. Keep it right here on the Past Times on the Musings podcast. I really need to start wearing hats the right way. Out of three and four, this win's going to punch his ticket to the championship four. Gordon Wilson Martinsville. And now it's all Johnny Benson working his way out of turn number four. Benson is going to win in Martinsville. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pastimes and Other Reasons podcast. I'm Alex Wood. You know me as Alex Wood. And this is... My name is Mary, and you guys know me as Ultimate 23 Dragon. Yes, and Mary, why is my hat on backwards? Mm. If this doesn't tell you why... Yeah... Well, this past weekend was the Kansas event, and the Kansas event was on October 24th, and October 24th is not necessarily a memorable day for good reasons. Explain those reasons. Okay. So, Kansas was this past Sunday, October 24th. Now, 17 years ago... You already said that. I just wanted to interrupt you there. 17 years ago, the Cup Series was at Martinsville for upcoming track this week. Well, 17 years ago was also an ill-fated plane crash that had happened taking the lives of 10 members of the Hendrick Moore Sports family and extended family. One of those people, not persons, people on the plane was former driver and son of Rick Hendrick, Ricky Hendrick. Mm -hmm. And as a tribute, the team turned their hats backwards and pointed to the sky to honor the fallen driver. I remember when they had the Atlanta race the next weekend and Jimmy Johnson won it. Rick, Although he's not my Rick, favorite Hendrick driver. <laughs> yeah, I know. But when Jimmy was interviewed in Victory Lane, Rick made the request for everyone to put their hats on backwards in honor of Ricky because that was his thing back when he was driving. And Rick hated when they did that. <laughs> yeah, he hated it back then, but he's embraced it now. Vickers, I remember in the ceremony, watching the ceremony, Vickers put his hat on backwards, then Ricky put his hat on backwards, then Rick put his hat on backwards. Anyway, we're going to talk about Kansas uh, in our first segment here. Uh, The first segment is called Hot Seat. Uh, It's brought to you by Lionel Racing and Circle B Diecast and Plan B. So what are you shaking your head at? It's hot laps. You said hot seat. Whatever, hot laps. You messed me up real bad today. Man. So How did I mess you up? You're just you. Anyway, so I have two die casts. 
the next three weeks, I will be showing two diecasts for the next three weeks. I'll be showing two diecasts that go together. This first diecast is from 1998, and it's of a very legendary driver who Mary doesn't like. Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s 1998 Coca-Cola Chevy that he raced in Japan at Motegi. And this oh. is an absolutely stunning red. Looks like a Ferrari, but not so much. Typical stuff from 1998 opens. Now, what could possibly complement this car? Well, I also have his son's car, Dale Earnhardt Jr., I got both these cars for my birthday. Everything opens that one's on it. Pretty. I like that one. Yes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. drove the one car. Even though you might know that Steve Park drove the one car at this time, it was actually Dale Jr. for this race because he won the Bush Series title that year. Yeah. And you have to put these cars back a specific way in the box. I don't have cars that are this old. What's your diecast? Story time! Oh Lord! You're gonna you're gonna like this one. So the other day, my brother found a few diecasts that was in a storage tote in my dad's shed, and one of them. If you are familiar with the older days of my channel, you will know that I have a couple of videos where I went to the state fair. For well, one year, this is one of the diecasts that I got. Do you remember? I have this? that diecast. I have that car. Not that specific yes, car, I but I have the preferred series because I don't like because you should see how big the owner's series boxes are, people. I got a Mark Martin <laughs> 2000 car, and the box is huge. Yeah, so I'll show you the die cast. It's still in its wrapping. So and, the, and those plastic things I hate. Yeah, I know. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> you know, hey. Hi, Caitlin. Sometimes. That's so funny. That that was a good story. I'm gonna tell the story I told her during hot seat because it's uh -huh. kind of just if you're squeamish, mute mute the Mute your speakers, because this one's good. Oh, God. I, I might have told Caitlin the wrong race, but it is a racing story. But anyway, what story is it? Oh, Caitlin's your hand as to who the driver is. <laughs> oh, speaking All right, so of... Anyway, here's the diecast, so people can see what the diecast is. I think you've shown this particular diecast before, but here's the one I I haven't had. shown any of my Benson cars yet. I oh, do okay. have that car. That is yeah. Johnny Benson's 2001 employee babbling employee designed Pontiac that he raced and crashed at Bristol. Thank you, Brett Bordine. Anyways. And I thought Todd was the numb nut. But anyway. Kansas was a good ass race. No, 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 no. There's more. There's more. Because <laughs> you will not believe what my brother did. So oh, my yeah. brother found, found three die casts, and this was one of them, right? Well, he was very intrigued by the look of the box and essentially the die cast because of the way it was designed to put in, right? So my brother, who doesn't know that much about racing, <laughs> is enamored with, with, 
right? I ask him, do you even know who that is? Of course he goes, no. I says, do you see his name on the box? Now, here's what I'm referencing here. You know what this idiot thought his name was? He thought his last name was Bronson. That's the hospital in Kalamazoo. <laughs> when you're burning and up I'm in race laughing? cars, that's where you'll go. Because <laughs> if I did a room tour thing, you'll see a bunch of Johnny Benson merch all over my room. <laughs> the fact that my brother does not know his last name. And don't forget, this is the same die cast that if you saw it in the state fair video, I immediately find it, I go, mine. And my mom, it takes her a while to figure out who the die cast is of. <laughs> so yeah, now I got two funny stories in regards to this particular die cast and my driver and my family. So yeah. All right, as I put the die cast away, you explain Kansas. By the way, told you so. I thought it was going to be Chase Elliott, but Chase Elliott had a good car. Now, Kansas, like always, it wasn't a typical Kansas race. You had a lot of passing. You had a lot of cars going all over the track. And what was funny was how Roush was tweeting during this. Anyways, we keep oh, – I'm watching the race, and I'm just thinking – now, I – I picked Chase Elliott, but I wanted Larson to win so bad because I was just like, come on, come on, come on. I was like, Harvick, please screw up. Thankfully, he did. I don't like Kevin Harvick all that much. But anyways, <laughs> nonetheless, it was a great race. I'm glad they paid tribute to Ricky. And although I never met Ricky... I did I say I'm glad I never met Ricky? I really wish I could have met Ricky. <laughs> I was about to say where where was that? Even if that, you probably wouldn't remember because he passed away when you just turned two. I don't remember him as a driver, so I'm telling you that right now. Well, he retired from racing before you were born. That's probably why. But like, I wish I could have met Ricky mainly to get my card signed. <laughs> Because I, I have a Ricky Hendrick card. He did it... not deserve the fate that he had. He, he really did. He really did. I gotta get past the Benson realm. Where ah. is it? Oh, there it is. All right, get back in there. In there. I really Thank wish you. I could get this thing signed. I Best know, but it's not possible now, unfortunately. I also got an Adam Petty card today. Now we're. We're going to go over what I've got here, what the cards are in now. And okay. shit. So. All right, get in there. Come in. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass to put back. I know. I try, <laughs> I got out my Mark Martin 500 start car uh, the other day to show my dad. And my dad noticed how I was struggling with box. So he offered to help put it back. All right, I got it. Okay, that's good. Now, Xfinity was won by Ty Gibbs, shocker, who also won the ARCA championship. Coming, but... Didn't I pick Ty Gibbs to win? I think he was your underdog. 
No, he was my pick to win, I think. He might he might have been. He might not have been. So so what? Uh, I also I just bought a Kenny Irwin die cast and a bunch of Johnny Benson stuff again. Two Johnny Benson trading cards, two Kenny Irwin trading cards, and a Ricky Hendrick trading card. <laughs> there you go. But anyways, Kenny Irwin looks like Beethoven in one of the pictures. Okay, so anyway, IndyCar, we'll see you in 20... Truck Series will be this Saturday, Saturday at Martinsville. Uh, IndyCar, goodbye. We'll see you in 2022. CM Super Trucks. Apparently, they're still talking about that race in Australia. NHRA, we don't know when their next race is. Get a schedule. I think it's next week, but I don't remember where. And Hot Topics, we're just going to talk about Carson Ware beating women. Um... Uh, uh, huh? He's an aspiring rapper. I, I did some research Since because when? I talked to Ian Perez, and that's what he found. Hey, I, hey. I'll trust. E did I say Ethan Perez? I meant Ian Perez. Sorry, Ian. Ian. He said Ian. Okay, so okay, so let me let me see if I have this situation right now because I found the press release in regards to this. Because this happened after the recording of last week's episode, which is why we did not cover it in the previous episode. So, let me read what I have here. On October 20th, 2021, around 2.30 a.m., police department was approached by 911 to this address to investigate possible physical disturbance in progress as deputies approached the front of the front door of the residence they could hear a loud banging coming from inside the residence. After looking inside the glass by the front door, they could observe broken glass and clothes scattered across the floor. After knocking on the door loudly several times, a person later identified as Carson Weir peeked out the window. That's a great start. Deputies asked Weir to step outside, and he did, wearing green underwear and black socks. What the <laughs> hell? Weir had blood on his face along with a swollen lip. Hmm. Deputies cuffed Weir and placed him back in the seat of the car until further investigation could be completed. Okay. At this time, deputies were met by Melissa, I can't pronounce that last name, who lives in a residence with her husband, Kenneth. Kenneth is a co-worker of Carson Ware and Ware was staying. And Ware was staying with Evans and his wife while he recovered from some recent rehab. Evans and his wife explained that Carson Ware had come back to their residence earlier in the, pre earlier in the previous evening. And that's where he came back. He worries very intoxicated and belligerent. Evan stated that he was advised where he advised where to go to bed several times, but that where became violent. Melissa advised that where Melissa advised that where pushed her and slapped her in the face and that her husband came to her defense. Okay. Both Evans and the lady both advised that they were taken to their bedroom and locked the door and that she called 911. Okay. Deputies were able to enter the residence and did observe clothes and broken glass laying down the hallway to the bedroom. There were several broken paintings and wall art lying on the floor. Then the bedroom door was shattered along with the door frame being busted. Deputies observed two flat screen TVs that had been broken the screens being shattered. Carson was transported to the magistrate's office with the criminal charge listed on the attached arrest report. Given a $1,000 secure bond, um, uh, no? And in a court date of November 19th, why are we waiting a month for this? And don't say COVID. Where was placed in the Rohan County Detention Center? Okay, so 
couple different questions here that I have in mind because some things are a bit off here. A, how did the blood on his face and swollen lip happen? Because there is nothing I see that observes that. Why is Alex's camera frozen on my end? It's not frozen. Oh, there we go. Well, it was on my end, but we're good now. Who cares? So, so that means he was in some sort of drunken rampage. Now, here is the big question. What is referenced here in terms of the phrase rehab? Is this physical rehab or alcohol rehab? Drug rehab. Because if, if it's the latter, then NASCAR has a big problem here. Now, granted, his last race was like a month prior, but something's a bit fishy here. It really is. To me, it seems like that Carson has had a boatload of issues. And Carson Ware is, of course, the brother of Cody Ware, who's dealt with mental health ailments for a long while because of atrocious bullying and that stuff. And he says that racing helps him. I am kind of wondering if they see the same thing here, thinking that racing could help Carson through his problems. Except in that instance, it's not going to work. Because he does not look like, like, like the typical racer that you kind of see. He has a little minor tattoo thing on his face. People say he's thuggish and does this all the, with all these weird things. But after the John West Townley tragedy, we don't need another one of those. Because as much as Townley's tragedy was essentially going to happen based on things I've seen, this one at least can be stopped from turning into a true disaster. Now, I don't know what the process is going to be. And honestly, I don't see Carson coming back to NASCAR because at this point that's irrelevant. That sport's not for him. And all this stuff going on, like, if he's dealing with alcohol, substance, that type of abuse thing, then he needs to focus on that first anyway, regardless of what path he's going down here. Or otherwise, it, it's, it's going to end very badly. So at least it looks like that the lady and the guy in this story are going to be okay. They got a lot of repairs to do to their house, but with all the things going on with the Ware family at this point, I just really hope that Carson does get some help. Not just the help he needs, but help overall. Because it's obvious there's a lot of things going on here. And we do not need this to end the way, same way that John West Townley's story did. I mean, yeah, he's got face tattoos. That was the first thing I was like, what the hell? Like, he looks like a thug. Like, let's be 100% honest here. He looks like a goddamn thug. Kind of like Mary in a previous life. <laughs> yeah, right! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of like Caitlin in a previous life. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's even better. You really did? She's got tattoos. I mean... And? I mean, I have them too. Exactly. I'm not showing mine. They're in places you can't show on camera.
But anyway. one's like right on my thigh. The other one's. Why? Because I thought it would hurt the least. And it did. It didn't hurt that bad. Hey, people, tattoo, quick tattoo advice. If you ever want to get a tattoo, don't get it on a hard bone. My friend got his, like, right on a bone. Yeah, and it hurt him. And he was screaming like a little bitch. Anyway, what are you mad about this week? Uh, I don't really have anything, but apparently you do. Yeah. eBay sellers not sending you the right shit. Oh, now In my happened. mailbox right now is the Michael Waltrip diecast I ordered for my birthday. Oh. They sent me the damn bank, and I ordered the regular one. So, that's the... Now, the Michael Waltrip diecast is a part of a set. Mary knows which one it is. Not that one, the one he drove the previous year. And... That's the good one. <laughs> yeah, because he finished second. That's why. <laughs> Damn it, you just gave it away. Anyways. What do you mean I gave <laughs> it away? You didn't give me an advisory. You all right? No, I'm just introducing the next part. What, throwing up? No. We'll talk well, about throwing up in just a second. Anyways. <laughs> See, this is a huge-ass binder. Okay. And this is my trading card collection. We're going to turn the lights on here. Uh-huh. There are almost 720 cards in here. Oh. You want to know why I'm not storing the, where I'm storing the Benson cards? Well, they're in here now. <laughs> so I don't have to keep dropping them all the time. Well, I see what I'm getting for Christmas. And what would that be? That binder? No. Because <laughs> it's got other stuff in it, as you can see. And? It's mine. <laughs> you can, and it also has other... It also has athletes from other sports in it. Oh, okay. I see hockey. Boxing. Oh, that's cool. Football. Baseball. Now, some of the cards I got for my birthday are in here. Okay. Um, I don't know where I'm going to start. Let's start with the first autograph I got. I actually got this today. Okay. Mary's going to love this one. This is a driver who's won on the Cup Series. He and a driver I've seen win in person. And this... Pitcher was probably taken at the race I seen this driver win in the year he made the chase, what was then the chase. This is a signed Brian Vickers 2009 press pass card. Brian Vickers is kind of a lazy signature, but it works. Here's the back of the card if you if you care to see that. The next one is a driver who Mary probably doesn't like, but he's a legend of the sport. Three-time Winston Cup champion, Daryl Waltrip. Oh, okay. I have the Johnny Benson version of this, but not signed. This is from 1995. 
I also have a bunch of blank pages. I got a bunch of Dale Earnhardt Jr. cards. So this is actually one that's going to shock some people. And Mary's seen a picture of this one. This driver is a driver who only competed in two NASCAR races, but he somehow got like nine cards made of him. Oh, okay, I think I know who it is. Jimmy Vassar. Wait, two races for Vassar? Yeah. That was more than that. I was thinking Kimi Raikkonen. It's only two. You can kind of see the stats here. Okay, then. Oh, wow, that race. He's the driver who who basically gave Dale Jr. a win. Here's Casey Atwood. I don't know if I showed this one last week or not. I don't think you did. But, yeah, this is the Casey Atwood autograph. And I also got a page of unsigned Kenny Irwin cards. Oh, sweet. Oh, shit. I got two more coming. One is from the belts. One is from the, and they're going to go in these two slots here. One is going to go in, in this slot, and it's from the Haviland days. This one's going uh, into this slot, and it's from the Bell South days. Um, did I get any other auto? Okay, who would you rather see first, deceased driver or really, really good driver? What would I rather see first? A deceased driver's autograph or a really, really good driver's autograph? Do really, really good first, because let's see if our definition matches. Uh, it doesn't. I'm telling you that right now. But. Which means it's probably a mega baddie. It's not a mega baddie. Um, this card is my absolute favorite trading card that I own. The Adam Petty trading card doesn't even come close to the significance that this card has to me. It is from 1997. And it is the highlight of my collection. A trading card signed by Jeff Gordon. You said it wasn't a mega baddie. He's not a mega baddie. Yes, he is. In your opinion... Hey, Kevin Harvick incited that fight, just so you know. But anyways, that is a Jeff Don't Gordon. that, not me. And this card I only got for $15, which was an absolute steal. Let's put it back where it should go, because some of these cards don't go. All right, you want to see the deceased driver's autograph that I got? Yes. You have to guess the driver. He was never a top guy. He was never a priority, and he was never going to be a priority. He was killed when he was somewhat young. That also could be anybody. He was killed that in a racing like accident. That sounds like Jason Leffler, but... That he was like killed Jason in a racing Leffler, accident. He was killed in a racing accident. It is Kenny Irwin. Oh, sweet. And it complements 
<laughs> Adam's card in the binder is directly below Kenny. Mm. What is your opinion of this Kenny Irwin autograph, Mary? That's definitely something hecka rare right there. You can say hella. It is very rare. Hella rare, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, it really is. There's like five of them on eBay. I really like the look of all these Kenny Irwin cards that I have. I also have two more, four more Kenny Irwin cards if you want to see those. Um, let's see. Where did I put them? Because it, I got to get past the Benson realm because there's over, there's going to be over 100 cards of Benson. Every trading card I have of Johnny Benson is in this binder. I got to get you a binder. <laughs> Do you want to see what I've got two from the Haveling days and I've got two from the Bell South days? Which one do you want to see first? Uh, let's do Haveling first, chronological order. Okay. If you want to go chronological order, here is a 19. God damn it. Here is a 1998. This card's worth quite a bit of money, I heard. Income statement, Penny oh, wow. Irwin card. He looks like he's on something a little homegrown in that picture. There are some pictures of Kenny Irwin where he looks high as hell. Why can't you stay in your spot? Come on. These cards are like alive or something. All right. If you want to go in chronological order, here is the Kenny Irwin Upper Deck Victory Lap card from 1999, which really they came out in 2000. Oh, wow. That's a nice picture of him. That's good. Here's one from, here's the one I showed last week. Ooh, that one looks good. I like his sunglasses. <laughs> and this is a weird-looking one. I have the Johnny Benson one of this one, too. You have the Johnny Benson of, version of this card signed. The Upper Deck <laughs> Retro, I think is what this is called, 2000, uh, from his Bell yeah, South Yeah, 2000 day. set. Yeah. This is the car this is the same picture that I believe Brock Beard used in the three before February documentary. He probably did, yeah. It's a commonly used picture of Kenny Owen. I had to wipe my camera off there again. But I need to I need to freaking weigh this thing. All right. For all you Red Wings fans, I'm about to make y'all really jealous. I have a 2002 Pavel Datsuk. Trading card. Ooh. Bowen trading card, which is worth a shit ton of money. I could not find one from 2001, which was the first year he actually played. But I did find one from his last year. And they spelled his okay. hometown name wrong on the back of the card. <laughs> I 
Um, anyways, and then I there's a break in all these cards, so I just fill them with Dale Jr. cards. <laughs> Every break there there is, I just fill them with Dale Jr. cards. Yeah, here's another one that's filled with Dale Jr., Randy Moss, Jim Harbaugh, Peyton Manning, Russell Westbrook, and Jack Sprague. That's a pretty wide variety there. Uh-huh. Mary is not getting this binder. <laughs> oh, it's I believe it's time for hot seat. Now there's no hot seat this week. There's no interview, but you heard a message that Caitlin um, sent me. I gotta text her back before I start this. Did I tell you the story yet, Mary? Anyways, have you ever been driving? Okay, have you ever been driving and you just feel like crap? Yeah. You just feel like you're going to take a shit right in your pants or... You're gonna. Not, that's not what I had in mind when you said. And you're that. gonna throw the hell, and you're just gonna puke your freaking guts out. No. I might have told Caitlin the wrong race, because I don't remember that. Because it was it happened in 2019, but I raced a shit ton of things in 2019. Cough, cough. COVID ruined it. Um. So, there was a race where I had some sort of stomach bug, stomach virus, and. I insisted on racing, and my girlfriend said, "No, you're not racing. Just have your just have your owner or your teammate drive. Find a sub. Just withdraw. Just do something. Do not screw your stomach up." And I was adamant about racing that night because we were pretty good with the points. We were we were a good number over Josh Fry. I want to say we were a couple hundred ahead of him, but Josh was a lot better than me so i win this race i'm feeling like crap the whole time I'm, i win i'm on the cooldown lap guess what happens after that well throw up. prior to yes but prior to that i chugged up about half a bottle of pepto-bismol in about 35 seconds <sighs> i felt way better and my girlfriend looks at me and goes if you get sick don't blame me she re she drove to the nearest drugstore which is about 20 minutes away I drink this wow. Pepto-Bismol, I get suited up, we race, and then on the cool-down lap, I threw up inside my helmet. And then during my burnout, it, the vomit just blew all over the inside of the car. And then when they... This is the part I left out for Caitlin. Hang on. And then when they interviewed me, you know, on the front stretch, they... So they the person interviewing me is like, so Alex, oh my god, what the hell is that smell? And I had there is no way they said that. Yeah, they did. Right at the loudspeaker. It was perfect. <laughs> and by the way, I was sending a voice message to Caitlin at that same time. You should have said hi to her. Anyway, um uh. so yeah. They're like, what is that smell? I'm just like, 
Well, on the cool down lap, I threw up inside my helmet. When I did my burnout, I bl it blew all over the inside of the car. <laughs> so I drive it back, and the people are like, what did you do? There's, like, this red stuff on my face. Because I drank. Yeah. Like, isn't Pepto-Bismol pink? No, I had a red Powerade. I, I had a red Powerade and Pepto-Bismol. When I was done with the Pepto, wow. I, I chugged a whole power. Yeah, that's probably that's probably why you throw up. What is your reaction to that story? You got some weird tales. There's two things that came to my mind. <laughs> you know about the infamous Tony Stewart walking Glenwin, right? I brought that up with Caitlin when he took a shit in his pants in Victory Lane. After he was battling Ron Fellows, he took yeah. a dump in his pants. They delayed victory lane so he could go get, so he could change his underwear. <laughs> Something like that. Another story came to my mind. There was a race in 2007 at New Hampshire. I believe it was the truck series. One of the drivers was also dealing with a stomach bug, and I thought it was like a twenty-four hour thing. No, like it didn't. No, go as with far me, as your I thought story, it was a twenty-four hour but... thing. The next, the next day, I felt fine. We, yeah, but we got a hotel and we, st and I rested up. So anyway. Uh, one of the drivers had some sort of stomach bug, but he managed to get help in the form of Tums, so maybe next time that happens to you, maybe that's what you should go with. Well, the thing with me is, like, when I'm sick, I try to avoid solid stuff, with the exception of, like, ramen noodles or something, which is the easiest shit to cook. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you went through college, you'd know. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to... I'm talking to the people out there, not you specifically, Mary. By the way, should I get an autograph of one of the following drivers? Which of the following drivers should I get an autograph of? Old Funny Bone, Sterling Marlin. Wait, hang on. Old Sterling Marlin. I got uh, Randall Joy, Wad Burton, Jimmy Spencer doesn't forget, Papa Hamilton Sr., Mike Skinner, Oh, Larry McReynolds, Hermie Sadler, or Christy Wallace's cousin. That would be Steven. Yes, there's a Steve Wallace autograph that I want to get. And I you think said just... you should only have one. Yes. Well, My... you know who I would go for. Funny Bone, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Skinnerino. Okay. I would have actually suggested for you, for your collection, Hamilton Sr. Because I collect this. Well, I want to get Hamilton Sr. and Hamilton Jr. And put them together. I got to see how much this is. I got to see how much is on my card. Okay. So, uh, why don't you talk about something? Okay. Well, let's, let's put it this way. There are certain surprises that I hate that are just ridiculous. 
So recently I had to have my tires replaced on my car, right? So the right rear had a problem last week and managed to get that changed. Now I had a spare and I had to get a new tire, right? So I'll go to this tire place. Oh, surprise, the front tires are actually worse than the rear tires were. So they advised to get a brand new set of four tires. Okay. Cost me about $500, great. Now, here's the fun part. The day I got the four tires was also a day I had to work for four hours. So I dropped off the car and then my mom helped me take me to work for the four hours. Everything's fine. So they get the tires done, that's great. Until it's then later revealed. <laughs> so I go back out to the car and meet my mom there and says, your car needs another repair. I'm going, now what happened? I had noticed for a while that I was hearing some sort of sound in my car. And it usually only happens to the left front whenever I am turning extremely to the left. It wasn't that big of a deal. I thought something was rubbing on it. No, the left front shock is completely broken. Great. So now I have to get that and some struts done, and that's gonna cost me $1,000. Which will happen before this episode goes out. So by the time this episode goes out, that repair would have been done. And hopefully there's not some hocus pocus, oh, something else is wrong with your car thing by then. So, uh, yeah, that's basically the adventures of what the heck is going to happen to my car next. Now, granted, with my tires, it was needed because the winter season's coming up and stuff. But, oh, jeez. Now I don't put $1,500 on this car. Uggsville. Maybe you need a new car. So, basically, that's my random rent for the week. Huh? Maybe you need a new car. I mean, think about it. Honestly, I think you need a new car. That, that's another funny thing. Prior to my big move a few years ago, my dad had the idea to teach me about car shopping. And he and this one guy at a car dealership close to Richmond tried to sucker me into buying a car that wasn't even approved for sale. Oh, ouch. yeah, I was bad. Um, ouch. <laughs> so obviously that did not happen. I would assume it did not. No, it didn't. Because I was not intrigued by this car. It was not ready for sale because it had just been sold by the previous owner. They didn't even clean it. Here they said, oh, here's this nice car. You can totally use this nice car for the... No, that's not what I wanted. And he knew I was going to make this big move soon. And I was not going to be able to do anything with this other car. So, yeah, that was frustrating beyond belief. Like, what type of car was it? Car. 
Hold it. Yeah. Of course, people have to interrupt her when she's doing important stuff, but I am just looking at a few things that I feel I should be looking at. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. All right, you, you continue on. I have to do something very quick. Okay, so there are... Okay, I'm just going to get into this week's mailbag question because I don't know what, uh, what I should be doing. So, the, this week's question was actually really good. They wanted me to tell another story, a story from my time racing quarter midgets. And I have to think... I don't remember that time of my life very well. However, I do have one such story that did come up. I had a friend who raced against me for a good period of time, too. And... I had to change the thing because she's busy and doing shit. Like, we had known this guy for a while. About the time this incident happened, I don't remember what we were doing exactly, but we had just gotten, well, we had gotten a few things. If you guys don't know why I'm checking, why I'm kind of distracted right now, I am checking this eBay order because I ordered the Kenny Irwin 2000 Bell South Cup car. And the person who sold, who I bought it from, sent me the Bush car. And I'm just making sure that this is the Cup car. And that's that everything's kosher. But, anyways. We're working on the we're working on the midget. We're building shit. And I'm not getting ink done at this point, but ink not really ink. Just something something weird happens. I'm just working like normal, minding my own business, lottie da, blah blah, 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 all this other nonsense and shit. And all of a sudden. A engine comes in. We started up. We didn't want to blow it up. So that was on our part partially. But something I thought that would be fun to try to do would be to get the Car started. So we did. We get everything going. Right when we put the car, the engine in the car, the engine blows when I'm on the uh, on the track testing in the race. We're fixing it in the pit. 
and the engine burns a hole in my friend's dad's shirt. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. Let's just do hot shots and okay, yeah. I'll get out. Okay, well, she had stuff she had to do. Uh, that is pretty much it for me today. We didn't talk about that harasser Geo. It's because nobody hurt because the harassment stopped for now. But once again, we do have a plan if he starts. Uh, let's actually just move on to Hot Shots, because I'm going first for Xfinity. My sock pick, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Brandon Jones. <laughs> That's why he has the backup, so you know what that means. My yeah. sock pick is Riley Herbst. It's pretty much the same, like always. Yeah. Underdog. Well, they're at Martinsville. Yeah. These people, or this team, I'm looking at something on my phone. This driver has done pretty well. He is a decent enough driver at Martinsville. I'm going to go with E, Meanie, Miney. Shit, who what was I going to go with? I got to look at the list again. Would they stop making all that damn noise? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> my underdog pick is going to be Brett Moffat. A good pick. Uh, my underdog for Xfinity. There's not many that can qualify as underdog in this instance, so I'm going to go with the perennial underdog in this instance, which is Ryan Sieg. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the guy. Well, there's a team out there who has a certain driver who is in another ride this week. I'm going with my Xfinity winner is going to be Josh Berry. Oh, that's a good one. Let's see, Xfinity. Hmm. I'm going to say Austin Sindrick. Okay, Cup, it's your turn first. Meh. All right, Cup Series. By the way, I told you so on Larson. Ha ha. This driver tends to be hit and miss at Martinsville. And this is going to be the choke job that happens every single year. My suck pick is Denny Hamlin. Damn it. I'm going to have to go with his teammate. Martin Trucks Jr. Ooh. Okay, my underdog. Uh, this is a teammate, and he actually did pretty well in the last Martinsville race. So I think there may be a good chance for something good to happen from that aspect. I'm going to say Christopher Bell. 
Okay, I'm going to say for this one, William Byron. There's no way you have my win pick. No, I don't. <laughs> we'll see. This one is mainly just a wish, just to have this go, go on for a good aspect. So my win pick, I feel like it's going to be a long shot, but after what happened last week, he needs it. So I don't see him being lower level or guinea pig tier. This is basically a must win for him. And I think it's possible. My win pick is Brad Kozlowski. My win pick is Chase Elliott. If we're going to go that route. That was my backup win pick. Well, well, mainly it's Chase. It's going to be Chase Elliott regardless. He won last year's race, but. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, let's do the outro. All right. Well, uh, this will do it for this week's episode. A uh, quick reminder for this season that all of our episodes are Saturdays at 8 p.m. Uh, be sure to check out Tuesday Tastings for supporting our friend Kaylin. They are awesome. Quick reminder that we also have a Patreon. Check out the four tiers of how you can support the Pastimes and Other Musings podcast. And if you have a question for our uh, ran not the random or randomlings mailbag. mailbag segment, be sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say mail time this time. Uh, Good. If you have a question, you can submit your question at pastimespodcastguest at gmail.com. That does not mean you will be. That does not mean you will be a guest on the program. That just means that you have a question and we will answer it. Right, and also be sure to check out the Ultimate Twenty Three Dragon Channel. A uh, lot of interesting videos on that channel. Be sure to check them out. Just recently got two thousand subs, so awesome. So uh, thank you everyone for listening to us today. This is Mary. You know me as Ultimate Twenty Three Dragon, and that's my final answer. And I will see y'all later. Peace out.